Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And descuentos. Yeah, okay. Discounts. It's New Mexico. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Nuevo Mexico. Well, we're about to get in our small trailer and get back on the road again. Oh, finally. <laughs> By the time you hear this, we will be... Closer to wherever you are if you're closer to where we're going. Well, there's that, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're going to the Frog Rally. That's right. We are on our way to the Frog Rally. We will be partway there by the time you hear this. Yeah. So the usual stops in Amarillo for the steak yeah. at the Big Texan. Heck yeah. And we'll stop and see my cousin Julie for a couple of days yeah. and her family. And we'll do some other stops along the way. In fact, I, you know, as always, use my RV trip wizard and something I don't always remember to do, but I said, I wonder if I can find some Passport America parks on this route. Yeah, that was a really good decision. And I found almost every stop on the way to Indiana is a Passport America stop. And we'll put a link to the episode, but Passport America is a membership program where essentially you save 50% on camping. Yeah. And man, Peggy found these really super deals. That was impressive. And, I, you know, some of these programs, you, you get them and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really getting much out right, of that. But right. no, not this. This has been... Really terrific. Passport America has absolutely been a terrific program to be part of. Yeah, depending on when and where you stay, you can pretty much, you can almost save your whole year's membership in a, in a day or two. Oh, yeah, one or without two a nights. doubt. Absolutely. So, that's been great. And we've stayed at a lot of Passport America campgrounds, and I can't think of one that I wouldn't go back to again. Yeah. They've been really nice and great places, and we really enjoy... I like, I like kind of the thrill of the hunt. I like, like, <laughs> as I'm making the route, I like to look up different ways of finding campgrounds. And Passport America certainly is a great way because then I'm finding great campgrounds that are also less expensive. Yeah, less expensive being the operative term because we're cheap. And <laughs> I'm really impressed with the places Peggy has found. And of course, if you follow us on socials, we'll share pictures of the places we stay in. And all of that as we head to Indiana, which is where the Frog Rally is going to be. And so we've lined up some meetings with RV manufacturers and, and all of that. I'm looking forward to going back to Indiana. And in fact, one of them commented, boy, you've been in Indiana a lot. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> we like it here. Yeah. One of the things that we have had to do is pack up our camper for a longer journey. That's right. The way that works out for us is having like little tricks to packing up our stuff. Right. So not only making it all fit, because actually something that I have cautioned people is don't make it all fit. Just don't take all that. There's a fine line between organizing the things that you need to have with you and cramming all the stuff in every nook and cranny that you can find. The problem with that is, well, for one thing, it's going to, it could cause you to be overweight. And we're not talking about my diet right now. <laughs> it could cause your, you to have weight problems with your rig, but also think about how much harder it is to find something if it's buried under something else. And if you just start pushing all the things into that little space, you're never going to be able to find any of that stuff because it's always buried under other things. So kind of a cautionary tale, don't overpack. And one of the ways that we really contain ourselves when it's time to pack is by using checklists. Yeah, checklists make for stressless camping. We've said that for a while. Yeah, for sure. You know, I guess it's kind of like going grocery shopping with your when you're hungry, right? If you go grocery shopping <laughs> with a list and you only buy what's on the list, 
you're going to come home with just the things you need. Yeah, and then you're not going to have any doggone donuts. Well, there's that. But if you go shopping hungry and you just walk up and down every aisle and you're hungry, you're going to come home with a lot of food. And (laughs) it's not really necessary. And then we're going to have that weight problem that I do have. Use your checklists. Think about what you're going to need. You probably throw a couple other things in there. I always do. But it's a really good idea and a really good way to organize your thoughts before you ever start putting things in the camper. Well, one of the things that I see a lot is on social media where people say, oh, I just bought a new RV. What do I need? And truthfully, there are so few things you really do need because let's face it, it's not like we're traveling to the deepest, darkest jungle, right? Right. I mean, we're traveling in the sort of civilized world where they have stuff like stores. Well, and you're saying the word traveling and the difference we've talked before about the difference between traveling and camping. If you're going camping for the weekend with a bunch of friends and kind of, you know, party atmosphere, you might want your, I don't know, your portable ice maker. But if you're traveling for two months at a time, maybe that's something you don't need to take up space in your trailer or your camper. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you're right about the traveling versus adventuring, I guess. Good call. Well, so let us talk about how we keep things organized in our own trailer. And if you're at the Frog Rally, we'll even show you all this stuff. Yeah. Although there will be pictures in the show notes. Well, sure. Of and course. Peggy wrote an article about this. We've actually written three altogether. There is an article that we wrote about spring cleaning where we show you that we took every single thing out of this was in our original early camper we took everything out and reassessed and that's when we came up with the concept of these are camping supplies and these are traveling supplies because our camping supplies again we had 10 plates because what if we invited people over for dinner and now we have four and that's all we have and that's all we need it's been fine and it's perfectly fine we now have a philosophy of if we invite you over for dinner you bring your own serving stuff that also cuts down on dishes but that's not what we're talking about anyway we talked about our spring cleaning and how we took everything out and we really considered what needed to go back in and we put it back in we have also written an article about the tiny rv kitchen and how we make the best use out of the small kitchen space that we can make and also i write articles for fmca adventure and i did write one about traveling in a small travel trailer and kind of hints and tips for that so we're kind of mushing all those together and we're really just kind of focusing today sort of on inside the cabinets like how we keep things organized that we've decided we need to take in the limited amount of cabinet space that we have so i already said kitchen so let's start in the kitchen all right the secret to how we store things are totes and baskets (laughs) so here's the funny thing when we first got this camper peggy measured the cabinets and had a list of those measurements on her phone and when we would go anywhere where they sold baskets or totes (laughs) or any of that sort of stuff i mean she was like She'd whip out her phone and be like, oh, ooh, this yeah, little basket Yeah, I think this basket will work for that space. And I still have that list because there's a couple places where I either haven't figured it out or I'm still, I'm looking for the unicorn. Like I have a horse, but I need a unicorn. <laughs> I have something that's functional, but I'm really looking for that thing. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what that thing is, but so I do still have that list on my phone because there are some areas that I feel like I could still do better. But in the pantry, we have two pantries actually, and then also in the refrigerator, you know, when you dry our refrigerators on the back wall. And so when you drive around and you're in the travel trailer or your RV whatever is moving and wiggling and going through that earthquake, the stuff in the refrigerator is not going to stay in place either. No. So we have some baskets that we'll just put some of the loose stuff. So the idea is when you open the, the fridge door or the pantry door, one big basket slides out and you can stop it rather than 10 cans of something. Yeah, you don't want to be like, there was that old cartoon 
Dagmar, I think his closet, like he'd open the closet and it'd come, all his stuff would come raining well, out. Mon Pa Kettle. Oh yeah, Mon Pa Kettle <laughs> had the same joke. You don't want to be that. So one of the things that Peggy has done, so our fridge, we really, really like it. I think we have talked about the fact that this is not the fridge that came with the trailer, but is a Dometic fridge. But the one thing I do not like about it is glass shelves. Yeah, and that seems to be pretty popular, even in in most RV refrigerators. The shelves are made of glass, and we did have, in an old fridge, we had a yeah. shelf break overnight. That was a strange and weird that was, sound. Yeah, that was weird because like we hear it in the middle of the night, and it's like, but we didn't what know what it was. is that? To me, it sounded like, you know, if you have it in your house, maybe an ice maker, it sounded like a load of ice dropping but we don't have an ice maker so it couldn't have been that so we thought well it must be something outside and when tony got up in the morning and opened the refrigerator he found out what it really was what it was a shattered shelf in the fridge so to protect those glass shelves in the fridge peggy found these drawer liners or shelf liners Mm -hmm. and they're kind of spongy Mm -hmm. and so that way there's some absorption of the energy there with those bouncy shelf liner thingamajiggers and then when i can i put you know like i said a basket if i have a lot of little small things i'll put them maybe all in a basket together and put it on that shelf now when we're stopped then of course i take things out because it's easier to get to but it's a good way for travel i do the same thing in the pantry although I have not put shelf liner. It just occurred to me that that wouldn't be a bad idea. (laughs) Well, but even so, it's still, since everything is in totes and baskets for the different things that go in the pantry, like, you know, one tote might be cans of food. One tote might be like honey and... I don't know what all else, (laughs) seasonings, uh, whatever. You just take these totes and you fill them. And that way you're like, oh, the green tote has the cans in it. Right, right. And the blue tote has this in it. And it does contain all those things. And, you know, a lot of these pantries and shelves can be kind of deep. And, you know, the thing you want is whatever's back there. All the way in the very back. So at least if you have it in two baskets, you can pull the front basket and get what you need out of the back basket. So that's not only for travel then, but that's just for convenience of being able to make good use out of those deep cabinets. Absolutely. So that's cool. So the little totes really help. And so we've put them in the pantries. There's a cabinet over the kitchen. And one of the totes I know, because this is the one that I go for first thing, is full of coffee. Yeah. Coffee supplies. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, weirdly, we have two coffee baskets. We have one for the daily arrow presses and the, the ground coffee and things like that. But then I have another basket and it holds some tea in case I ever feel like tea and actually a backup arrow press that's starting to wear out just a little bit from overuse, but it'll be okay in a pinch. <laughs> now we're getting into that don't take more than you need territory. Yes, we are. You know, I don't know. We've been camping lately, so maybe for travel we don't need to consider having a third arrow press. <laughs> yeah, think, I think even one would serve us well enough. Oh, probably. But two is better. Two is nice in case we both want coffee at the same exact time. Exact time. I want my coffee now. I want it now. And then we also wrote a whole article about how we transport spices. Because if you don't know, spices go bad over time. And so the more quickly you can use them, the more likely they are to be fresh. And we have a little metal shelfy thing that Peggy found who knows where yeah who knows and it really holds the tupperware spice containers yeah it turned out to be the perfect size for it we took our label oh by the way our label maker that's another thing (laughs) we we label airy that's true that is true we took the label maker and labeled all the little spice containers and they're all in that little rack and it it's really convenient because you want to cook something you just pull that whole rack out and there's all your spices bing bang boom yep including hickory smoked sea salt oh yeah Ooh, baby <laughs> then of course you're gonna want to have clothes 
oddly what? enough. I know. I mean, unless you're going just to that place where you don't need any. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get there. You really don't want to get pulled over. This is a true it's fact. Like, um, <laughs> license and registration. Well, I don't have any pockets. I don't officer. have pockets. <laughs> different rigs have different accommodations for clothing. We used to only have two side cabinets, like closets. Now we have the closets on the side, but we also have overhead cabinets. So that really increased our amount of space where we could organize our clothing, which is good or bad because (laughs) I have a tendency to bring as many clothes as I can fit. And that's... Yeah, you don't need to do that. That's a little bit harder to, you know, make myself a checklist, but I do try to put everything that I think I want to take and then take like a third of it out because I really don't need that much stuff. But we, again, have plastic baskets that we use in the overhead that fit. This is the greatest thing. They fit so perfectly. We each have two baskets, two overhead cabinets. And then in our closets next to the bed, we got those closet organizers and they hang on the bar. And then they're like little shelves. So we each have like three or four shelves and we always roll our clothes. That's how we carry them. They take up less space and they get less wrinkled. So all of our rolled t-shirts and rolled pants and things like that are in those shelves. There's also just a wee bit of space on the side. And so I do bring a couple of hangy shirts, you know, like button up shirts in case I have to go somewhere where I have to be a little bit fancier. Of course, for me, fancy means... (laughs) <laughs> of tropical print a clean Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt. shirt. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you don't like that? I ain't coming. Now, I know that I have recently seen people asking, like, what do you do about wrinkles? So we roll things, and that kind of helps. Just quit getting older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have this great eye cream. <laughs> <laughs> I've stretched my skin out so it doesn't wrinkle. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the movie Brazil, but... Oh, oh God, man. that was so weird. Oh, that was so weird. Anyway, I... Forgot what I was saying. About wrinkles. I have seen people ask recently about wrinkles. And so rolling the clothes helps. But then also we have a wrinkle release spray that we keep in the camper. And so if we do have something that comes out and it's a little wrinkly, you just spritz this stuff and kind of tug on it and pull it into shape. And then the wrinkles are gone away and you got something nice to wear. Yeah. So we have the hangy things on each side of our bed is like a nightstand shelf thing. And we have these cloth boxes and that's pretty much where pants go. Those two have helped us and taken advantage of that space. But since Peggy mentioned the anti-wrinkle cream (laughs) for clothing, (laughs) the bathroom, my gosh, Peggy has done a great job. And we, on these longer trips, of course, we bring laundry detergent and things to do wash with, as well as, you know, backups of mouthwash and toothpaste and just all of that stuff. And once again... Totes and baskets. Yep. (laughs) Totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. The old camper that we had before used to have an enormous bathroom cabinet. We stored so much stuff in there. It was a much smaller trailer than these. And the whole back was the bathroom. Yeah. And it was huge. It It had a great bathroom. But I had to cut back on what I put in in there. But we've gained things like the over the bed cabinet, the pantries, under the bed, because we used to have a Murphy bed. So the storage under the bed, including the drawers under the bed, which is where we keep our shoes by the way. There are drawers underneath the bed and yeah, that's where the shoes go. And so things that aren't very heavy, like extra toilet paper, maybe backups of, I don't know, towels or some clothing that we, you know, we're sometimes we actually change seasons. We're gone so long. And so when we leave and it's a hundred degrees, we can't like think now? of put taking long pants and sweaters. But by the time we come home, not this year, but sometimes by the time we come home, we're going to need that warm clothes. So maybe we each have a bag that we put the other season's worth of clothes in and kind of store those under the bed or somewhere. Then when it's, starts being time, then we can change out the clothes. But in the bathroom, then I have baskets under the sink and in the cabinet that's behind the toilet. And even in the medicine cabinet, I keep things contained in small baskets because again, when you open that cabinet door and all the toothbrushes and the toothpaste and the 
creams and the deodorants and everything falls out. It's so annoying. So I found little small baskets that actually organize the three or four shelves that are in the medicine cabinet. And then there's another spot we didn't talk about really. And we have made our slide out room, our office. Oh, right. And so we have little baskets. I think we have three or four up there. So we've got one that has all of our chargers, one that has like all of our solar battery things (laughs) you know we've always got to take recording equipment so we have room for recording equipment then i have a basket that has games and cards in it because you got to have that and then i try to leave a little bit of extra space sometimes i take like an organizer if we're going to be like last year when we were quote unquote homeless and I knew that we were (laughs) buying a trailer and then we were buying a house and I wanted to make sure that we kept all that paperwork in one place so I have like a accordion organizer and so if I think that we're going to need to file a lot of stuff to keep track of it then I'll pack that in that office cabinet as well and then where we had theater well where a normal mini light 2205 would have theater seats we have office chairs instead. Right. And so we call it our pop-out corner office. Yeah. And those chairs, when we go traveling, they lay on their sides so they don't roll around in there. Right, right. And then they get tied together with those night eyes gear ties. Because they're proper office rolling chairs. Yeah. Desk chairs. And then there's another kind of tote that we kind of... this These never fit... These are bigger totes, right? So they don't fit inside cabinets, but they do fit in the pass-through underneath or in the back of the truck. And they are, and I know there's a couple brands of them, but I call them the bumblebee totes because they're like yellow and black black totes with yellow lids and they tend to be bigger. So we have one for all the materials we need when we're teaching a class. Yeah, we're back to the RV basic training classes. Mm -hmm. We're doing that again. Plus we're doing workshops in the frog rally. Right. And so all that course material has to come with us and it fits conveniently. And so there's like really big versions of these yellow and black totes and sort of medium sized versions. And the medium sized versions fit really well in our pass through storage, despite the fact that there's the power package in there. (laughs) It's amazing how well packaged that whole thing is. Yeah. That fits sort of in the middle of the pass through and everything for a class. You know, we have a class that we're going to do pull out a tote bing bang boom it's all in there we've got one of those totes for our griddle oh yeah we've got two for our bikes we each have one well, of that's the, those a are big, the larger ones right. yeah so i said there's yeah. a medium size and the larger one we have a griddle that hangs on the side of our trailer but not when we're driving well sure it gets to go in its own tote and then yeah as peggy said we had the bikes on the back of the trailer on a bike rack that we bought well, let me back up. Yeah. We had the Kurt Trace-style aluminum bike rack, which we absolutely loved. Loved. But we couldn't get it in time for when we left, so we went to a local bike shop and bought a bike rack. Oh, back up one more second. The reason we don't have that anymore is because oh. of when we got rear-ended last yeah, year. right. There's that. That bike rack got smashed, and so when we were ready to travel again, we had the new trailer. We just weren't able to get one of those Kurt bike racks, and we just... Don't trust the yeah, one we the have. the bike rack is wiggly, and the Kurt one was not wiggly. Since they're the electric e-bikes, they fold up and they go in a tote that Michael Bracewell said, hey, try this tote, and it works perfectly. And it's perfectly sized. So they live in the back of our truck, and we have one of those pickup shells on the back of the truck, and so they live back there. That and the Starlink, I forgot what else goes back The griddle there. actually goes back the griddle, there. It's a little right. bit hard to get in the pass-through. But what does fit is... In the pass through really well and we have had these things for they we've had them since our very first trailer is they're called snapware and they're just plastic totes see-through that have lids separate lids that have like, like those clamps. clamps or whatever on the side that latch them on you know hold the lid on and they snap on and so we have had those snapware boxes since the very beginning we have one that has all the sewer supplies and one that has electrical you know like dog bones and and extension cords we have one that just has some ryobi tools we have one that's rope and bungee cords and zip ties you know, a lot of times you do something and then after a while you're like, oh, I think a, a better way of doing this 
like our kitchen in our house that we just rearranged. <laughs> but anyway, we have not changed this Snapware system since the beginning. Well, one of the nice things to me about this is, A, you can stack these little containers. So you open the cabinet door and you see it happens to be three fit on either side. So on the road side of the trailer are all the things for hooking the trailer to services, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all of the water pieces, all of the sewer pieces. Now, another good thing about these snapware containers is they're sealed. Mm -hmm. So all of the little bits like the elbows and, and wrenches for the sewer do not touch all of the bits for the water. Right. right? They're all in separate worlds. And so all of that is over on the roadside. So we pull into a campsite and... Everything you need to hook up all those hookups are all in the cabinet on that side of the camper. So you don't have to run back and forth and figure out where you put things. And yep. it's very convenient. And that's how we had it organized. In the really small trailer, we didn't have a pass-through. We just had really small cabinets and we got those snapware totes because they fit perfectly stacked up in those cabinets. Yeah, and they still do. Now, a few things don't go in the snapwares, uh, like our RV tire changing kit came in its own bag. Right. And those water hoses that we like so much mm -hmm. have their own bag that they came with. And so a few things are not in those totes, but for the most part, it's totes is where they goats. Especially little small things. When there's a whole bunch of little fittings or a bunch of little pieces, being in a tote rather than just being tossed into the pass-through is billion yeah. times better than yeah. things flying around inside there and then you can't find them. Yeah, and then I just take the water tote over to the spigot and all of my you know water pressure regulator, all that stuff is in there and I open it and it stays in there. When I hook up the sewer dump, all that stuff, I just take it over there and it's in there. So it's all it, it's all organized and it doesn't fly around. It's served us extremely well. I'm very pleased with those little snapware For sure. totes. Now, if you tow a travel trailer, you probably have a truck. And if you have a truck, it has a bed. And you may or may not have a shell on that bed. We do have a shell and we like that because then the things that we put in, like the electric bikes are protected from the weather and you know when we had a truck that didn't have a shell we had to take cables like tie out cables and hook everything up and padlock it together so no one could just take it out of the back of the truck yeah. so it's a lot easier now well, that was also a much that was our first trailer it was a much smaller truck too it was a smaller truck but it was a smaller trailer so we had to put more in the truck yeah. so yeah that poor little truck and it was overloaded we are <laughs> you know it's it's we learn along with all of you about different things. We never claim to be the know-it-alls. Yeah. So we learned a lot about towing from Oren and some of the other people who are kind enough to kind of guide us through these things. But our shell is just a basic shell, but tell them about Tom's oh, shell because you so love this, that thing. I was so impressed. He was like, hey, I got to show you this. We were camping together and he has the most beautifully organized shelves and drawers inside a commercial camper shell you know they have those ones that have no windows but the sides are doors that flip up and so he's got it so well organized including a generator and all of his supplies and it just it's magical what he's done and he built the whole you know the interior of this camper shell himself such that you know like oh i need a wrench and it's in this shelf or whatever it is it is just a beautifully organized and so i love those kinds of creative organizational things yeah. and of course being in the shell it's not likely to get stolen or watered on or, watered on or yeah all but of yeah that that's stuff. cool because he's got as tony said those doors on the side he opens them up it's kind of like a service body on a truck so he's yeah. got sort of two side cabinets and then when he goes to the back to the tailgate and opens it up this is something we've been talking tony in his first truck when i met him had a bed slide oh and man, it's, a, oh it's on rollers or on whatever, you know, different ways, but it actually slides in and out yeah, it's like into the bed of drawer. the truck, like a big drawer. Yeah, because you know, whatever you want is always whatever's in the front. Always, right? it always I mean, that's, is. <laughs> that's normal living. And so Tom has that bed slide, which we can't put the cabinets in the side without a lot of modifications, but we 
talk about that bed slide a lot. We talk about getting that, but then we also talk about getting a new vehicle. So we just haven't done anything. There is uh, some chance of a new tow vehicle in our fairly near future. We'll see. We'll We'll share that with you. We've been shopping pretty hard. And then also our friends over at RV Miles got a system. Jason put this system on the back of his. He has an F250, 350 pickup. And it's like a system of racks. It's almost like a roll bar to me. And there's all these things you can attach and add to this. So they have their bikes up on the top and they have all these little toolboxes on the side. And it's just, it's very flexible because you can change your mind and take things on and off and all of that. So those toolboxes aren't permanently attached, right? They're like boxes that you can attach to the railing system. Right. Yeah. So it's like a railing kit for lack of a better description. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. I wish I had remembered what the heck this thing was called. But we'll put it in the show notes and, and maybe we'll course Jason to send a picture of it. But it it's just neat. So if you have an open pickup truck, you could do something like this and really organize your, your stuff on the back. And that, that thing is really neat also. So Tom's service body camper shell type of thing, that's neat. Jason's truck, that's neat. I love creative things like that. Yeah. So those are the things that we do and the things that we like. You might remember, you probably don't because it was in February, (laughs) a long time ago. Our question of the week, we asked about how you have, you know, how you do storage. And we meant to do this episode way back then and we hadn't got around to it. So just a few things to point out. Tom Taylor put a cat house (laughs) in his top bunk. It's not only where the cats have their cushions and stuff, but it has has sort of a cabinet that he built in that has like slide out drawers. So he's got like six or nine drawers that do different kind of storage things. Lisa, and this is something I've been wanting to do. We used to have a storage ottoman. We didn't keep it when we got a new trailer and I wouldn't mind having one again because I like an ottoman too. Plus when it's a storage ottoman, then you can hide your shoes or something in there. So that's always handy. Yeah. Also in answer to that question, Bill posted some links to some ideas. Ikea zipper bags that he really likes and they fit in you know like under the bed and stuff but they're soft so there's more squishable but they store things and then you zip them up so they stay clean and dust free and they squeeze into different places to store. Ikea gotta love it. Final thought checklists. Checklists make for stressless camping. We do have a bunch of checklists on our website. We'll put a link to those. You can download them and modify them as you wish. It's kind of a good thing. So checklists make for stressless camping. Well, it's just about a week away from the frog rally, right? Yeah, Uh, it's about two weeks. Okay, two weeks. And as you know, that's where last time we were there, we got to go tour the ABC Upfitters facilities. And of course, they have much improved their facilities. But we have been seeing some really neat solar and lithium installs from them this week including one where one of their team members had to contort himself into a cabinet to put the power system in there (laughs) yeah we saw a geo pro we saw a van build a motorhome they've really been busy with these solar and lithium installs and it makes sense right they are a very high quality master volt system and master volt as we say They do marine-grade things. Uh, They've been much better known in the boating industry. And when you're out on your boat, you have a far lower tolerance for failure than you do in your RV. So stuff just has to work. And our system has worked very well. In fact, this week as we've been packing, I've been testing out some stuff with (laughs) it, seeing how hard I can push it. And it just bounces back. It, It just works. And that's not one of those things I have to worry about. I know a lot of people who do their own solar and lithium installs are fiddling and messing around and they're concerned oh what about this and that and then oh that stopped working none of that it just you get this system installed 
And the systems that they install are custom tailored to your needs and your RV. Not one or the other. It's both your needs and your RV because they have kind of three levels. So if you only once in a while want to spend the night somewhere, then you just need the smaller package. But if you're a heavy duty boondocker, then you need the big package. And then, you know, depending on your rig, where are you going to put it and how you're good, they're going to make it fit. Yeah, so these systems are all tailored to what you tell them you want, and they, they just work. So if you're solar or lithium curious, I always suggest you give ABC Upfitters a call. They are very friendly people who actually answer questions. <laughs> I really enjoy working with them. And they'll be at the Frog Rally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll be there with us, so... Come on down. And the Frog Rally is in Indiana at the Elkhart County 4-H Fairgrounds. Well, last week we introduced a new thing. Our friend Mark Kep from Campground Views shared a hidden campground gem. So if you're not going to the Frog Rally, but you need somewhere to go this week. Or you just (laughs) need somewhere to go to put on your list. A lot of you messaged us and said, oh, we really like that. So we're going to bring another one back. So without any further ado or ado. Here's Mark. Yeah. Hello, Mark Kep here with CampgroundViews.com. In today's Hidden Gem of the Week, we're going to go to a campground that many people will be visiting during the peak of summer, and that is Gross Ventre down in Glacier National Park. So this popular campground is located on the southern end of, did I say Glacier, of Grand Teton National Park, and that is south of Yellowstone. In fact, in my opinion, I think Grand Teton National Park is actually more scenic than Yellowstone National Park, but a lot of folks will visit both because they're right next to each other, and they're quite amazing. So when we jump into Gross Ventry, this one is very suitable for most any type of camper. In fact, no matter the size of your RV, you probably can find a site in there, and even if you're tent camping, they have some good tent camping sites within the campground. The location was recently recently repaved, so the roads are freshly blacktopped, and the sites themselves are quite nice. They're back-ins primarily, back-in or pull-in. They don't have hookups, so it's um, primitive camping. Uh, There are water spigots nearby, and the landscape is actually pretty scenic. It's a a lower elevation, um, and so if you can see the screen, you'll notice that um, low elevation, you can see the mountains off in the distance. The other thing about the lower elevation is it does stay warmer here, so something to be aware of. The sites are pretty tightly spaced. This campground has, I believe off the top of my head, about 300 campsites within it, set amongst multiple loops. What that means is you're not camping in the woods all alone. You're actually camping with a whole bunch of other people all around you. This campground tends to open up the earliest and stay stay open the latest in the season, and so therefore is a place that a lot of folks will stay. There are uh, restrooms available here, and you are a short distance away from Jackson Hole area, it's actually Jackson, Wyoming, which is just south of that location. In fact, you're due um, east of the Jackson Hole Airport. The great thing about Gross Venture Campground in Grand Teton National Park is its accessibility and size. Online reservations are available and we do have a full virtual tour of the location on the website campgroundviews.com. So this has been our hidden campground of the week for your enjoyment. By all means, let us know if you stayed there and if you haven't, check it out and then let us know after that. A question that we get a lot is what portable ice maker is the best? They all are. Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to tell you, they're very, very similar in how they work and actually what factory they're built in. There's not a huge amount of difference, but I did write an article about portable ice makers on our website, which we will put a link to. And if you've been kind of curious about one of these, I have a link to some of the more highly rated ones, but it's not going to make a huge difference which one you get. No, they all kind of work the same way and they all kind of give you the same output. Although some are prettier because ours is black, which is fine, but Michael and Mickey's are is like blue or green or well, something. Well, remember how we got ours. Well, so there sure. was a customer <laughs> who bought an RV from us that had an ice maker in it. And he's like, I don't want that silly thing. And I got the screwdriver out on my Leatherman and it didn't take me long that now I have a portable ice maker. So possibly in those days before we knew ABC and before solar was really, really popular, maybe that guy did a lot of boondocking and didn't want 
anything that had to be plugged in because of course these do have to be plugged in yeah they're all 120 volt household outlet but now that we have the power package and or also solar generators there's a lot of different ways to run this kind of thing so maybe this is something you want all the time yeah or if you're going camping with a bunch of friends and you want to do margaritas or whatever there you go or smoothies in the morning i talk about (laughs) that and i talk about our portable blender and all all of that stuff so you can check out our article on portable ice makers at stresslesscamping.com how about do you want to talk about your rv of the week i do i do this week i'm looking at the ibex 19 msb and this is a couple's camper it's got like a dining bar it's got a sofa that has a portable table and it's got a murphy bed and i know some of you are going to go i don't like murphy beds well i have a solution for those of you who don't (laughs) this is a neat it's got the beast mode suspension that ibex has which is the same suspension built by kurt as is in the ember overland travel trailers so it's really well designed suspension system that's extraordinarily beefy jason and abby our friends from rv miles took an ibex with this same suspension up to alaska and they bought this trailer specifically for that journey the better your travel trailer rides or any rv the less damage that can occur on the road just because you know your stuff's not all jostling around we've talked about that our rockwood mini light was available with the power package well abc marketing also has the unplugged package in this rig as a factory option so they're available in that too I like this because there's a lot of counter space, a lot of features you may not expect. Uh, It's a semi-narrow body trailer, but back to that Murphy bed. So it does have a Murphy bed and it's an actual 60 by 80 queen, but you can leave that bed down all the time. So if you were like, no, Murphy bed's a deal breaker for me. You could just leave it down permanently. Even the slide room will not hit it when it comes in and out that's kind of a problem with a lot of murphy beds right is that you have to put them up for travel because the slide won't come in until the murphy bed's out of the way correct yeah and not here that that was a surprise for me this has a few things that i think are kind of above and beyond features of course that curt suspension it's got tire pressure monitoring but it has a built-in vacuum. They use a high-performance fan, but no oven in this. It's got a three-burner cooktop, and then it's got a convection microwave. Hey, we know that that works. Oh, yeah. Convection microwaves can be great. That's what we use in the house now. (laughs) Yeah, instead of a propane oven. One of the interesting things is how they did their holding tank gate valves. The gate valves are right at the holding tanks as opposed to typical on a travel trailer. There's a pipe and the gate valve is at the very end of that pipe. These are enclosed in the underbelly and are right on the tanks. So there's a lower chance of freezing, which I really like. And all the tanks are heated, which is also good. Are they hard to reach, though? The gate valves, no. The connector is right there on the side of the travel trailer where you'd expect it. Great. But the valve is kind of further down. So it's a remote valve. The handles are right there convenient mm-hmm. but the valves are deeper in the trailer oh, so okay. it's it's well thought out i really like it so if you're thinking of off-roading or even if you're not you know a better suspension is a better suspension all the time sure and this ibex is definitely worth looking at one last thing i totally dig on the bottom of the murphy bed when it's flipped up and again if you're doing that it's got a map of the u.s and canada and comes with a stickers that you can put on oh nice yeah it's totally awesome i love it so anyway ibex from forest river is it's a neat item and you can see the review at stressless camp under our honest rv reviews well last week our question of the week was a poll yeah it was a poll and boy a lot of you voted yeah thank you for doing that i'm pretty sure that a lot of people voted more than once and that's completely fine because 
most people don't do just one thing, you know, one True. style, one type of camping. So the first poll option that we wrote in was if your style is to camp in a resort with full hookups and amenities and activities and, you know, a pool and a playhouse and all that stuff. And we had 7% of people that answered, answered that again as one of their many answers, potentially. But not that many people are the resort with full hookups people. Right. And that figures, you know, the people who I think follow us are kind of into off-grid camping and boondocking as we are. Right. So the one that got the most votes is kind of the way we camp too. Casual campground with partial hookups and large separated spaces. The large separated spaces, I think, is the thing that appeals to most people. Some people are like, I want hookups, I don't want hookups. But almost everybody wants separation yeah. between their spaces. Hardly any, I mean, it's not even a vote option. I want to camp next to my neighbor on a parking lot. <laughs> Nobody said that, oddly enough. What a surprise. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes that. I don't think so. It's kind of a means to get where you're going, but it's not really so much a place to hang out. But this casual campground with partial hookups, again, 50-some percent people. 57 right now. 57% voted for that. And like I said, I think that that is, that's the way we like to camp. I think it is a very popular way. And then there's also single nights at Boondockers Welcome or Harvest House. I'm surprised at how few people said that's what they, right. that's their style. Maybe a lot of people don't travel you know, again, difference between camping and traveling. If you're just going out for two days or something, you probably go somewhere that you can get to and then you stay there and then you go home. But if you're on a long road trip, that's where I think the Harvest Host comes in more. And maybe there aren't a lot of people that do that or those people still want to stay in a campground on their single night stays. Yeah, you know, it's whatever suits you. Off-grid and boondocking far, far from anyone was actually more popular than single nights at Boondockers Welcome and <laughs> yeah. Harvest Host. So. And that's okay. I know among those voters were my sister Kathy, and we've been camping with her, and she ain't kidding. Man, we yeah, couldn't, she go, we couldn't we even go, make a phone call. There's no cell <laughs> signal. There's nothing. Even the bears are like, dang, buddy, this yeah. is remote. And my friend Danae also said that. So that is a good way. I think we are going to change our style a little bit next year, but it seems like every time we go out, we're on our way somewhere and we don't get as much opportunity as we would like to stay for longer amounts of time and just camp, right? And just hang out. And so when we do that, we'll probably spend a little more time in those off-grid places and the ones that are a little more difficult to get to. But right now it's usually stay here, stay here, stay here, and then get to a destination. Yeah, that will probably change next year. Our friend Stephen added a poll option of combination off-grid, limited, full hookup, camping i think that's i think that's yeah. most people right no they're like i said not very many people only do one of these things right and you can vote for multiple yeah we allowed multiple votes so i bet there's somebody that voted every single one of them probably me because <laughs> <laughs> all those things fit our style under certain circumstances yeah it depends on what you're doing i mean we've had camping where it's like oh we're getting away and we're at a like we went to camp margaritaville right that I think qualifies as a resort. For sure. But there's times where we're at some harvest host with no hookups. I mean, it's variety is the spice, the spice of, life. of life. Cindy brought up that she likes to find Corps of Engineer sites, and she and Larry had a little conversation about that. And I know that Bill, our friend Bill, also really likes Corps of Engineer sites. So that is, I mean, I think that's pretty much that kind of location that has campsites but not hookups, and that's typical of Corps of Engineers sites. Yeah, those places can be very scenic, too. If you haven't looked up the Army Corps of Engineers sites, they can be quite scenic and often near dams and water because that's the kind of stuff they that's build. That's what the Corps does, yeah. Yeah, that's the core of their operation. Oh, ho, ho. This week's question of the week is, how do you keep your RV clean? And we're asking that for a reason. We have something we've been trying out 
to that end. But we want to know what you do to keep your RV clean. And you can answer that at our fun and friendly Stresses Camping Podcast Facebook group. (sighs) That's a lot of words. Yes, it is. You know, of course, also that we have a once a week newsletter that is totally free. We have links to the stories, videos and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Just visit the website and pretty much on every page you're going to get a pop-up or you're going to look on the page and you're going to find a place to sign up for the newsletter. Please remember, we don't sell it. We don't give it away. We just use it to keep in touch with you and send you links and videos and podcasts and things that we think will help you get the most of your RV experience. Yes, if you didn't get the pop-up or, you know, it's been a while and it stopped popping up, it pooped out. The pop-up pooped out. (laughs) There's the hamburger menu either on a computer or on your phone. And there's a contact us and the newsletter sign-up form is there too. The other thing that you'll find on stresslesscamping.com is the show notes for this episode, which is number 214. And that is on the podcast page. So that'll be easy to find. Yep. There's a tile right on the home page you just tap it and over you go also on our website are discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure and if you know of a great deal that isn't on there please let us know because we would love to have that page be so big and full that it doesn't even fit on the page <laughs> <laughs> well and do know that we only put things there that we either use ourselves or really like quite a bit we won't just take anybody we do get a lot of contacts we do oh we want you to eh, no no. no. it's not something we're interested in of course we are also in all the social places but you can start at stressescamping.com and from there jump off to all those social places we are and if you don't want to miss a future episode of the stresses camping podcast it's free to subscribe on any podcast catcher and we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire indeed indeed we are we are and of course just a reminder that a review is very helpful reviews help those podcast catchers know that people are listening and and puts us closer to the top of the list so more and more people can find us the more people we have the better we can do of bringing you great episodes absolutely another way you can help and it's absolutely free to you is if you see a question on social media and you can answer it with one of our articles or podcasts boy sharing sure makes a big difference yeah slide a link in there as an answer and people can go and read you don't have to write the answer you just have to link to where they can find the answer yep it's extremely beneficial so thank you so much and that's why we do the articles and such that we do is to be able to serve you in the RV community in general. For sure. So with that, we really appreciate your being here with us once again this week. Maybe we'll see you in Indiana. Maybe. Or on the Upper Peninsula in the Yoop. We'll be Yoopers. <laughs> so with that, thank you so much and happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stress-less camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! The pop-up pooped out. <laughs> <laughs>